Hello there, listeners. As we continue our conversations and topics around the brain, right brain, left brain, and using the whole brain, I want to zero in, in particular, on using your brain to make decisions. We are already past the midway point in January, and a lot of people like to set resolutions at the beginning of the year, things that they want to do differently. Um, and some often are hard on themselves at the end of one year and then turn to a new year, um, thinking about the things that they didn't achieve and maybe even some decisions they made in the previous years. And even sometimes there's a whole pattern of decisions that you find yourself in the same place year after year, saying you're going to do things differently, but not getting any closer or seeing the progress. So that has to do with decision making. So interesting enough, there is a science and there is a lot of studies around how we make decisions and how we use our brains and how we use the different parts of our brains. And one thing, if nothing else, I'm not expecting anyone to come out of this series knowing everything there is to know about the brain not to make you into scientists, but to make you more self-aware that there are processes and there are process improvements to how you think. And so it's not always just the acquiring of knowledge. I've seen where people start equating that they're not able to make good decisions. They're not able to make progress until they have all the information they could possibly get. And I've seen some students become professional students, amassing degree after degree after degree. And what I've come to realize in a book that I recently read helped reinforce my conclusion is that they don't trust that they have enough information and now it's time to make a decision. So they just continuously are on this quest for more information, thinking that's going to lead them to the perfect answer. And as the the book that I'm referring to is called The Little Black Book of Decision Making. It's by Michael Nicholas. And again, not everything is gospel. I like reading just to get different perspectives. But at the end, you make your own conclusion. I'm going to share with you some of the things that stuck out with me um, in this reading that made me think. And that's all that we're trying to do in our podcast and our SIPs, which, as you guys know, are our STEM information, 15 minute pods. The whole purpose of the SIP is to make you just stop for a moment and contemplate maybe something that you wouldn't normally think about because you're knee deep in your day to day activities and rushing here and there. So just taking 10 or 15 minutes to think about how you think, how you process information and how processing that information leads you to decisions. And are you happy with the decisions that you're making? And if you're not, then what adjustments can you make to your thought process? So in the uh, subtitle to the book, As I said, the little black book of decision making is making complex decisions with confidence in a fast moving world. And you all will see a recent quote that I posted. If you also follow us on Instagram or if you have our mobile app, 
my most recent quote was all about that we have to quickly make some decisions about how we're going to approach this accelerating world. The world is just going faster and faster. So decisions have to be made quickly. So this book is right on time. Now, I encourage you, go out and get the book, and I'll tell you, I didn't go to Barnes & Noble's to pick up this book. I happened to be at a FedEx Kinko's getting some materials for a workshop that I did this week, and uh, there was the book, and it just resonated with me, and uh, something that I was able to read on the plane on the way back. Um, I can't say that I've read it cover to cover, so I'm going to give you all some of the highlights, but I encourage you to get a copy or uh, get a Kindle version download, and Along those veins, I was just reading that reading calms you. Um, Just reading 15 minutes, it calms you more than listening to music, definitely more than watching TV or even walking, and definitely more than playing video games. So if you are using some of those mechanisms to calm your nerves, revert back to reading. Often something we enjoyed as kids and we get away with it, uh, get away from it. So... Let me um, give you a couple of tidbits from this book and maybe it'll um, excite you enough that you'll go out and get a copy. And I would love to hear uh, your feedback. And remember now, through our mobile app, we updated our mobile app, you can send us, you can record your voice and send us a message or you can text us. It'll come straight to us and we will read and share your uh, messages um, on air. And so if you've read a book or have a book you want to share, if you go out and get this book and I'd like to know what about it resonates with you, if there's parts you agree or disagree with. So um, let's have a dialogue. Now, back to the table of contents. So the first part is about there's no place for old dogs. It says new tricks are required. And again, some of it, I'll give some commentary. Some of it, I'll just let you kind of marinate on that. Um, And then within that part, it has a section on, let's get real. We all make mistakes. Totally agree with that. The second part is rule makers, rule breakers. There's kind of, you know, two groups. Some people like to follow the rules. Some people like to break the rules. But in my own personal uh, approach to things and people, the closer you get to me, is it's a lot like left brain and right brain. Um, Even if you're a dominant left brain, or in this case, you're a dominant rule breaker, um, every now and then, sometimes you need to follow the rules and vice versa. If you are left brain and you like to always uh, make the rules and stick to the rules, every now and then you got to tap into that right brain and break a few rules. Okay. And then the third part in this particular section is coping with the era of acceleration. Um, And we're all witnesses to that. Just think back, whatever your age is, 10 years ago, and think about the hot new things that, you know, we thought we couldn't live without. And now look at them. I looked particularly at the evolution of how we get and play music, you know, from the days of, I can almost go back as far as 8-track tapes. I had aunts and uncles that had the 8-track tapes, and then we went to the cassette tapes, and uh, then there's the CDs and the DVDs, and then there was Blu-ray, and and um, then the iPod, remember when that came out? Um, and now our, our phones are really all iPods. Um, I remember the downloading of the music 
Napster and how big that grew just ballooned overnight and now it disappeared and there's new forms of streaming and getting our music. So just uh, very intrigued. Uh, you can see that we are definitely in the era of acceleration. Now, so that's one part of the, the book. The second part talks about mindset matters, getting beyond the process. In this particular section, it's broken down into what could be wrong with being right. And sometimes, again, left brain people, they get in their head and it's all about, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. If you want to know what a person with a left brain uh, how they operate on a day-to-day basis. The show Big Bang, it'll make you laugh, but for some of us, we're laughing because it's so true. If you know the main character, Sheldon there, he is considered a somewhat a borderline genius, but you'll see all the stupid things and stupid decisions he makes um, because he is truly uh, kind of stuck in his left brain. And um, so I know a lot of people who are huge fans of Big Bang, and I think it's because especially those who um, do live in their left brain um, also know how true it is, some of the things he does and the illogical conclusions that he comes to simply based on using strict kind of logic. Um, Now, the next section, it talks about the reality delusion, reality delusion and I used to say and still do say that reality is relative and that sometimes drives people crazy they think reality is reality or and it goes all the way to what's true you know I see sometimes people are being blunt and they'll say well I'm just telling the truth well truth is relative that might be your truth but sometimes you have to step out of your shoes see a different perspective truth can be relative just like reality can be relative. Um, So understand a little bit more about that. Sometimes uh, what is true is based on what we know at the moment. And as we evolve and experience things, um, we get another perspective of truth and reality. Also, um, there's a chapter that talks about that, how we're wired to fight or flight. It's just naturally in us. And the more you understand that, you'll understand that sometimes we react and sometimes we overreact uh, because we're um, in a fight or flight mode. And then I think what's also important, too, is that sometimes we get stuck in fight mode or we get stuck in flight mode. You all may know some people that are constantly just fighting, think, and even on the borderline of paranoia, they're always fighting or they're always You know, there's people who think that they can avoid um, problems. So they're always in flight mode. We need to know when to use our fight and flight and when to temper that wiring, how to control the wiring, not let it control you. And then the constant dance of old and new. Um, And that makes me think of, funny enough, the city of Atlanta and how um, I've been here 30 years and the city, they will knock down something old in a minute. And before you know it, it's as if we have a city with no history. And um, sometimes you have to balance. And even in our life, we want to get rid of the old, but you also have to have some balance. That old is what sometimes keeps you grounded, too. So, you know, once again, um, having that balance. And you have to be aware 
in order to exercise that balance. Now, the third part of the book, it talks about transforming decision-making from the inside out. And they have something that's called the Inside Out Challenge. And uh, again, I'm going to elaborate more about this in the weeks to come. Um, the In this particular section, they also have a area on evolving the brain. So you know that ties back to the left brain and the right brain. And then the last part of that section is unlocking your creativity through mindfulness, being aware of your mind, unlocking creativity. So we've been talking about the left brain, and it's the problem-solving side. It applies the logic, rationality. It takes data and facts. It's guided by a process. It requires effort. Largely, it's conscious. It requires expertise. It requires skill set. And it looks at the world from the outside in, meaning your inner emotions. Whereas right side of your brain, creativity, it's application of your awareness. It intuitive, it's intuitively led. So it uses your intuition. Um, people who are creative, they listen to their inner voice. Whereas people who are left brain, they don't trust their inner voice. They are skeptical, because it, especially if it's not supported by facts. Um, the people who are right brain and creative, they're built on flexibility and openness. Um, they thrive on spontaneity. They're largely unconscious, so they're tapped into their unconscious uh, thoughts. Um, they have a lot of curiosity. They're mindset-based versus skill set-based. So they have different mindsets, and that's what guides them not a particular skill set, and they make their decisions from the inside out. So even that is just, you know, just some tidbits. I'm going to break down this. This week is going to be exploring um, those topics and uh, definitely look forward to you sharing if there's a particular area in the book you want me to dive a little bit more into. But let me just read you. Just a few other uh, notes as we wrap up. But if you have an opportunity, definitely see if you can get your hands on a book so that you can follow along throughout this week. One of the, in the back of the book, one of the conclusions, I like this quote, it talks about what is the secret of success? Right decisions. How do you make right decisions? It's through your experience. How do you gain experience? It's through guess. Wrong decisions. So it's okay to make mistakes. We hear that over and over. And I have to tie this into um, this week. I took a group through an exercise where um, they were creating guilds or what you might also know as tribes in the agile world. Is trying to get people to have more of a sense of community um, within their workplace. Um, not just working with people on teams, but actually building a camaraderie where you learn to depend and trust each other and respect each other um, and to see each other's points of view. So that's what building guilds and tribes are all about in the agile work environment. 
And one of the ways to do that was to get them, uh, because again, in the IT world, you have a lot of left brain thinkers. So pushing them into an uncomfortable place where they had to be spontaneous and silly and um, something that wasn't directly tied to work, um, but just having them laugh and to talk about it, their shared experience of all, everyone had to be vulnerable. That is how you build a guild and a tribe. But also, as importantly to that experience for them, is that they see each other as just being other human beings. And, and it was okay that other people made mistakes. And when they made mistakes, they cheered them on. And that cheering gave the people the confidence to keep going forward with whatever their skit or their presentation was. And that's the support system that is needed. So being okay, not just with yourself, but being okay with your coworkers and your colleagues making some mistakes and not seeing that as a weakness, but seeing them as being brave. I use that several times throughout the week as that wasn't that brave, wasn't that brave of them not looking down and saying, oh, well, it's okay, keep going. That's kind of can be patronizing. I always say that was brave. Wasn't that brave, everybody? Um, the applause is just that reinforcement that what you're doing is a good thing because you're at least taking a chance. And this is all about our curriculum is more than, and a lot of you know that I'm a teacher in the corporate world, but my goal isn't just to teach people how to code. They can learn that on their own. They've got YouTube for those types of things. But how to trust themselves, how to step out of their comfort zones and be, still be comfortable. And this is about making people amazing. And that's the most exciting part of my job. So what I would say to you all today is go off and prepare to have an amazing week this week and continue to come back and join in and listen to the podcast and participate. And we'll take this journey together. Bye for now. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch.